And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. One week to mania. Seven-ish days until the biggest show of the year. Two songs have been the review, but there's still a bunch of more shows to cover. Eighteen's where we begin. How far we get, I have no idea. Today is time for New DC. If you don't like it, well, then I'm sorry. William Regal and RVD. Christian DDP. Goldust versus Maven. Kurt Angle, Kane, Taker, Flair, Edge, Booker T, Snickles, Hall, Villian, Chuck, Hardy, Studley's and the APA, The Rock and Hollywood, Hogan, Hulkamania rides again. Then Jazz, Trish, and Lita. Triple H versus Chris Jericho. To 19 we go. Mahardy versus Rey Mysterio. Big Show and A-Train, Tuck, Taker, Trish, Jazz, Victoria, Benoit, Rhino, Guerrero's team, Angle. HBK, Y2J, Booker T, Triple H, Hulk, McMahon, Rock, Austin, Brock, Lesnar, and Kurt Angle. Big Show and Cena started Mania 20. Fatal 4, we won by RVD and Booker T. Chris Jericho then wrestled Christian. Evolution beat the Rock and Star Connection, Tori Sable, Stacey Keeble, and Miss Jackie, Chavo won the cruiserweight belt, we've not forgotten Goldberg, Brock won, even Austin couldn't make that fun, Fatal 4 before the tag team belts, Rikishi and Scotty took home the gold, Victoria and Molly next, after that was Angle and Eddie, Undertaker again wrestled Kane, HBK and Trips can battle his moment. Eddie Guerrero and Ray 21 had won money in the bank and that was fun. Undertaker and Randy, Trish Christie and me, Shawn Michaels and Curdy. Then Akebono fought Big Show, we all said heck no, but then John Cena fought JBL. Triple H battled Batista, 22 Aprela, Ken Masters Big Show and Kalito. RVT, MITB, JBL, CB, Edge and Foley, Sharma, Booker T and the Boogeyman. Trish and Mickey, Taker, Henry, Sean and Vinny, Rickert, Randy, Candice, Terry, Trips fought Cena. At 23 MITB was won by Kennedy, King fought Kali and Ben Wabid MVP. Undertaker then battled Batista, remember the new breed, they fought ECW, Vince lost his hair when Lashley fought Umaga, Melina Ashley and then Cena Sean. 24, JBL and Finley, CM Punk was the one who climbed the ladder, Umaga and Batista, Kane Chavo, then HBK retired, Ric Flair, Beth and Melina fought Maria and Ash, Cena battled Hunter and Randy Orton, Floyd Mayweather fought the big show, Undertaker beat Edge, the streak keeps going. Eight more manias, Nerdisi keeps going. His enthusiasm for this is slowing. What song is next? There's no way of knowing. <laughs> I don't want to write any more songs. My stunned silence is the greatest compliment. I think you could ever hope to achieve. You didn't say a word. Now, granted, there wasn't a lot of room for you to say anything, but you said nothing the entire time. I And, you know, I thought about talking over the song a little bit, but then I said, no, no, you know what? I respect the effort uh, that went into this one enough. Uh, this is, okay, so maybe there's a little, a few pieces here and there with the execution Let's be honest, could have used another take. However, this was a time where you were you were invested, you were giving it your all, you were sounded like you were really into it. Uh, you know, I it was infectious. That was good. Well, I thank you very much. It, it helps when Bare Naked Ladies is among my favorite bands ever. So okay. the fact that I've heard that song probably hundreds of times helped and i and i i heard you in my head cuz i originally i started it in traditional nerd dc tone and i remembered you saying at one point you're like you know if you actually really kind of tried it would be so much better <laughs> and i was like all right i'm not a great singer but i'll at least give it a whirl so you don't have to be a great singer which is what's great about it and what i like is and even still like okay, I'm I, I'm not one to talk, man. I am not a singer these days, if ever that I was. So, but you go into it, you have the energy, you have the enthusiasm, and man, it makes all the difference. Well, 
I am glad to hear it. Thank you very much. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Welcome to DDT Wrestling. Uh, one of the things I do enjoy about this is the songs are going chronologically in order. We had Billy Joel, then R.E.M., now Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, Mrs. Matthews is going to hate this this because I'm pretty sure I have to rap next. Justin, because I have eight more manias, there's only one week left. I've got one song to get this. One shot. Well, you could do two more songs. I could, but I don't know if I have that kind of energy. Because then, then what I was wondering is, do I have to include WrestleMania 33? Like the one that's happening in 10 days? Do I have to include the card for that one? Because we know what we're going to see. So... I'll have, to, I'll have to see, but I, I have a song that I think I'm going to pull out, uh, but we'll, we'll see. There's, we're in the home stretch. We've made okay, it through so 24. You, said, you say that, hold on, you say you have to rap, you say you've got one shot, you say you've got eight manias left. Yeah. Is it possible I could guess what this is right now? Hold on, I have to eat a plate of mom's spaghetti. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I haven't started it yet. At least I haven't put pen to paper, but it's it's percolating. It's percolating. This is unfortunate because there is only one week left, and as I mentioned to you, I think I want to bring back a very special edition. Of the weekly wrestling news. Yeah. But if your time is going to be completely dedicated. I can multitask. I'm going to need a break. I I have told you, I think we need WrestleMania weekend needs a weekly wrestling news. And I will happily uh, help out in any way that I can. You just tell me what you need and I'm your man. All right. Well, I will get to sharing you the doc that I have going and. We'll go from there. So, uh, what's been on your mind? You know, I know you and I have gone back and forth low these many days. Um, you know, we always talk shop on the show. Uh, we spend a lot of time breaking down the week that was in professional wrestling, and I've begun to feel like we're going around in circles. There's only so many times we can talk about whether or not Finn Balor is going to return. There's only so many times we can talk about what's going on with Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Seth Seth Rollins! There's a... Hello, I'm Seth Rollins. There's a character... There's a character (laughs) for the Weekly West Wing News. The Weekly West Wing News with Seth Rollins. (laughs) That's good. I'm writing that one We are ready for Bray Wyatt to take on Wendy Orton... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're going to need a disclaimer to let us people know that we are not mocking those with speech impediments. It's No, no, this is purely a Baba Wattas type yes. of thing. Marriage brings does, us together no, today. Does Barbara Walters have a speech impediment? I uh, I don't believe so, but I'm also Cuz I wasn't I, I I didn't think so either and that's honestly the impression I was going for there. Uh, it wasn't about speech impediments, it was about um we could do, Bar- Barbara Her. Walters could be a. Uh... I'm Walter Cronkite. Like, that's not a speech impediment either. That's just a voice. And that's the way it was. Right. All right. Well, we should maybe we should you know we could work on this during DC and Doc Talk, which is kind of the inside you know, the how the bread is buttered sort of show, but I also don't want to spoil what will become a great episode of the weekly Westwood news. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. um, but yeah, and I, I know you echo my sentiments. Like I'm happy to discuss what happened on Raw and SmackDown, but I'm not. Well, I think that we should still discuss what happens on a weekly basis, but instead of trying to maybe recap the entire show, we should recap those things which stood out to us. We have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That stood out to me. Yeah, I thought that was a strange choice. Only, um, what, two, no, wait, two shows? No, wait, is WrestleMania next weekend? Yeah. 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 
this Monday is this week. These oh, okay. are the go home yeah, shows. Still... Next week will there there is a go home show yes. next week. Yeah. Next week when we record, it will be all predictions and productions because we'll lump in uh, NXT with it. So, right, we will have a lot to talk about. But yes, the because that's what I love doing. I love predictions and productions. we can go away with from it. It's something we've done for a long time. But if you would like to move. In a different direction, we can. Well, you now speaking of things we've done for a long time, and from which I think we should move in a different direction, there's this podcast. That you'd like to move away from? <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what I'm going for here. So what you're saying is this is the last episode of DDT Wrestling? I don't think anybody will miss us. But we have... Six emails. Those six people count on us to let them be a part of our show. Four of them from today, I'd like to point out. Two of them within the last 20 minutes. Nothing like getting your questions and comments in at the last minute, folks. Hey, I'm just happy they're there. You would be. But yes, we have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It is an interesting choice. It does naturally lead to a WrestleMania match. American Alpha is now owed a rematch. We presume it would happen at WrestleMania. So now the pre-show is filled. I'm assuming both tag team titles will be defended on the pre-show, along with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I don't know. I could see one of the tag matches maybe making it to the main card. It's filler somewhere. You know, somewhere around the four and a half or five hour mark, they're going to need a filler match while people, you know, go to the concession stand or... What have you. Mm-hmm. How long, right now, I know you're not a huge production fan. How long? How long is this show going to be? It's, let's say, Are we including the pre-show? No, just the main card itself. Well, let's see. Five hours and 45 minutes? All right. I was going to say four and a quarter, but... <laughs> so somewhere in that it's going to be longer than four just because there's there just is seven to 11 yeah it's going to be longer than that yeah it's going to be i think that was what happened with last year like triple h and roman reigns happened like i i stayed up as long as i could but it, i was you know watching it and being like triple h and roman reigns haven't even made it to the ring yet and once stephanie got up on that little archway i was like i'm out didn't they finish like well after midnight it was close to a, yeah it was a five-ish hour show they they're just and now without you know they don't have the, they're on their own network so they don't need to end at a specific time they can go as long as they want i i actually to be honest i do think wrestlemania the show proper anyways will be shorter than it was last year okay We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And it won't be long now before we get to see. So are you excited? Yeah. Are you are you looking forward to the spectacle of WrestleMania weekend, TakeOver, Hall of Fame, uh, the, the neighborhood gathering in Orlando, WrestleMania itself? Uh, sure. I, I like WrestleMania. I like WrestleMania, too. So let me ask you a question. Why do you like WrestleMania? I like any time that there's a big show. Not just the big show. Um, why do I like WrestleMania? It is the it is the granddaddy of them all. I am not going to call it the ultimate thrill ride, but it is <laughs> it is the biggest show WWE puts as much effort into the spectacle of putting on that show as possible. You are going to see entrances that are hopefully exciting and different. There is no other show where a wrestler may potentially come out on a tank than at WrestleMania. Um, You're going to see, you know, people putting 110% into the effort of the match, unless you are Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. You are going to see, uh, you know, it, it is just, it's very exciting. Now, these cross-brand pay-per-views are exciting. 
So that's something I look forward to because there's a potential for talents to see each other on the way to the ring, in passing, backstage, that we don't normally get to see. So it's, you know, there's there's something exciting about it. Why are you excited for WrestleMania? Well, I think it's very similar to what you said. It, it, it's It's just the granddaddy of them all. You know, maximum efforts going into this. And it really does feel like, to some extent, anything could happen, right? They could bring out some, and don't get me wrong, I don't care that much about celebrities, but, you know, it, it, there, it does lend a certain air of, I don't know, the star-studdedness to it. it. It makes it, I don't want to say credible, because I don't really care whether people know or like my hobby in the mainstream of this world. That doesn't really interest me at all, but it, it just, it feels big. It feels important. Like, if you're you know, at all a WWE fan, this is that one time of the year, Mm -hmm. right? Where even if you're not really that excited about any of the matches, you know that there's going to be good matches and you've got everything else, all that, all that pomp and circumstance to distract you like that. The spectacle alone is reason enough Mm -hmm. to watch. Now, one thing I will compliment WWE in is that, they do a very nice job of making every pay-per-view a relatively big deal. You know, some of the minor ones fall a little flat. Fastlane was not the be-all, end-all that we, you know. But we are accustomed, we've talked about it, we've tweeted about it, we are accustomed to a, a couple of Sunday nights a month, or one Sunday night a month at least, being able to sit down, and watch wrestling for an extended period of time. So they do a nice job with that, but it is, you know, the the people are already leaking photos of the set construction. They're already down there getting stuff ready. You know, this is going to be none of those individual events can, can approach the spectacle. Yes. Yes. What is, if you had to pick, what is your favorite WrestleMania of all time? My favorite WrestleMania yes. of all time, like start to finish the whole start show. Start to finish. What is what is the one? You know, it could be an early one that you you know that captured your imagination, or just a more recent one that you know. If you're gonna watch, I don't really know. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen every WrestleMania start to finish. There are some in the teens that I'm not a hundred percent sure that I've seen. Um, so it's hard for me to really say, like. If you want me just to pick out moments, I can do that. But like a, a whole show, start to finish, I I, I don't know. Okay, like no, that's a perfectly fair answer, and that's I think what a lot of people, you know, obviously it is moments and matches and things. I think what happens in a lot of people's minds is they do start to blur together. So all of a sudden, you'll have someone being like, "Oh yeah, I remember when you know that TLC match happened, and then also Benoit won." the title and you're like those are two different shows like i love the wrestlemania where bobby heenan comes in backwards on a camel wrestlemania 9 that is a arguably great moment. arguably the worst wrestlemania if you ask people most people will say that is the worst wrestlemania of all time and yet i love it because a it was the first one i ever saw and b it had that moment that is in my top five of best WrestleMania moments of all time. Yeah. Um, I love that moment. Like, I can remember as a kid being super excited for Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. That would have been, what, WrestleMania 6? Yep. But I don't think I could tell you anything else that was on that card off the top of my head. So that's why I hesitate okay. to say, oh, that's my favorite well, then, WrestleMania. All right, then let, me, then let me narrow down the question. Give me some let's, – you've named a couple of your favorite moments. Uh, what do you think is your favorite match? Because Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan was – there was a huge buildup, but the match itself wasn't great. Um, this is going to be probably a lackluster answer, uh, but it's Hogan Rock. Like, the crowd energy – in that match is redonkulous and makes it one of my favorite of all time. Now, again, if you if you're asking me about purely technical wrestling, okay, no, that's not the match. But in terms of yeah, man, just like feeling it and being like 
You want to talk about the ultimate thrill ride? Like, watching that match at the time. If you watch it now, I don't know if it still translates. But being there, being on on the edge of your seat, literally, like you're on a roller coaster through that match, up and down and cheering and booing and back and forth. And, uh, like, that... That's that was just a great experience. Mm-hmm. I am not shy about my not a huge being not a huge Hulk Hogan fan. However, I will say this, and that is a prime example. I don't know how many people there are that got a crowd involved in a match better than Hulk Hogan. Right, like he made you care about whatever was happening, whether it was good guy or bad guy, more so good guy, obviously, and the you know, but it was he was the master, the right. master, the master. I mean, you want to talk about probably the best technical match in WrestleMania history? I don't know. I mean, probably Michaels and Undertaker has to be up mm-hmm. there. Um, now, which one? What about which one though? Because there were two of them. Which one do you like better? I'm gonna guess the first one, but I don't think I, I don't think I can tell you from an informed position. They're kind of two halves of the same coin. Sure, like the story was such that you know they were pretty much a two part. You know, just like a movie comes in, might come in two parts. Um, I really liked Michael's flair also. That was a really great match as well. I tweeted this, Um, I tweeted this out earlier using the hashtag NAI mania. Um, my favorite is Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, the 60 minute Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. I loved mm -hmm. every second of it. Uh, when was Austin Hart? When was that? That was 13. That was the year. 13? That was the year later. That's That's a good one too. Yeah. What about um I don't even know if this is a WrestleMania. What about Jake the Snake versus um the model in the blindfold match? The blindfold match. That would be WrestleMania 7. I really like that match. That there is such That's another story one story being told a, in that. There's a story and that's another one of those ones where there is crowd energy. It's this. It's yes. all it is, is Jake pointing in different corners and the crowd responding to let him know where Rick Martel was. Yeah. I, a lot of people, I think, don't like that match. Uh, I think that's been my general impression online. Mm-hmm. But I really like that match quite a lot. It's, it is it is not a technical, you know, the guys now, you know, obviously there probably was a little bit of subterfuge there. I imagine they could see a bit, but it's not supposed to be. They're not going to be doing chain wrestling and, you know, suicide dives and all of that with blindfolds on their heads. So it's it's, the same thing as, you know, me immediately bringing up rock Hogan. It's maybe on a different scale. I I won't compare the two necessarily, but but again, it's it's that crowd energy, I think is what I'm Mm -hmm. sort of grabbing onto the same thing with um, Austin flair. I can't remember if that match itself was excellent, but the crowd energy, the end of that match, hugging him and saying, I'm sorry or whatever. Like, yeah, that's what I remember. Like, Well, and, energy. You know, we talk it. we talk about these the technical wizardry, and I love technical wrestling as much as anybody. Two hundred five live has good matches on a regular basis. The crowd could not care less about yeah. much of them. So you have when you're talking about the best matches of all time, you have to include crowd reaction and the ability for the people in the ring. To get, otherwise, they should be doing it in front of an empty arena. If it all if it all is just about you know the finesse of the moves and stuff, that's one of the reasons I like William Regal. He actually got fans into it. You know, he never had a main event run, but people did care about what he did. So, all right, all right, all right. Well, let's take a moment here. DDT besties, those of you out there, all two of you, all six of you who are listening to this podcast. Take a moment, hit pause, go to your email account, type up into the two field, ddtwrestling at gmail.com, and tell DC and myself about your favorite WrestleMania moment. Do it right now. Send it off right now while you're thinking about it so that way we can share those 
next week on our Go Home show before WrestleMania. What a fantastic idea. And speaking of which, we do have six emails. We should just get, you know... I know we were going to talk about the week in wrestling and all we did was mention the Usos winning the tag team titles. We can go back to some of that, but we've got six of these emails here. Now, of course, two of them were sent more for last week's show. Since you are usually in charge of the emails, I will let you decide whether or not you want to read those or just summarize those so that we can... I'll let you read them. All right. The first one comes from a a longtime DDT bestie. It is the P underscore A underscore V. Do you think it is too early to hold a draft this year? When the brand split was first incepted in 2002, we didn't have one till 2004. This helped give the brands more of an identity as certain titles and stars are associated with with one brand. I feel as we have only just started. 2018 may be the best time. And champions being exempt to rightly keep the universal title on Raw. Although, I feel we do need trades, as I feel AJ Styles <laughs> needs to be on Raw. With a finite amount of time left, as Jason Maltov says, it's about ticking boxes now he is here. Maybe that's why his match with Orton happened on TV. And as at Rant with Ant says, his Shane feud could lead to his SmackDown departure. I stand firm in believing Dana Brooke would benefit from a trade. Maybe Natalia. Case study. Batista and Randy Orton flying the nest from Evolution in 2005 to SmackDown helped their careers insurmountably. Yes, Charlotte is an Evolution and Batista and Orton were main eventers by then, but the moves gave them a platform they wouldn't have got with John Cena, Triple H, HBK on Raw compared to SmackDown. And with Dana's fitness background, there is so much potential character identity-wise, but not the platform with the Horsewomen, and possibly Asuka soon. So would you prefer a draft or trades and a 2018 draft a la 2004? At the P underscore A underscore V. Well, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, what say you? What says I? Well, I I like this idea, um, pulling it from the past. I like the idea of waiting a little while for that draft, in theory. However, when I when I really start thinking about it, and I mean I think I think Pav himself says it here. He thinks we need trades. Well, in my mind, trades versus a draft, six of one, half a dozen of another. If we're going to exchange talent, it doesn't matter if we call it a draft or not. Uh, I And that's where the rub is, right? I really do feel like there needs to be an exchange of talent. So whether or not it's called a draft or not, whatever, I don't care. But I, I don't think we can actually wait until 2018 to exchange those talents. SmackDown especially... I feel like um, feels more. Uh, it feels like a smaller pond. It feels like they really need some new, different um, people on that show. Raw probably feels less like that because Raw has had some returns. Raw has had a number of new people show up this year. I mean, you know, between Goldberg and. Um, uh, uh, Samoa Joe, you know, I, I almost, yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot Samoa Joe, but you know, I, I've, I can't remember if there's any others, but like, even with just those two, like, I feel like that's something where SmackDown, have they had any new debuts this year? I don't think they have. No, not unless you're counting, you know, Kurt Hawkins, I suppose. Nah, I don't count that. Cause that was just part of that initial hiring in the Mickey James, of... Mickey James would be the only, Oh, there you go. I guess Mickey James. And, I mean, he does say, um, well, this is maybe not to the same point, but he was talking about Oscar's coming up soon as well. But I don't know if he, because he's insinuating that Dana should go to SmackDown because the horsewomen are on Raw and Oscar will be joining them soon. I don't know if you've seen this, but Oscar has been sort of touring, but it's with the SmackDown brand. It makes all the sense in the world for her to join SmackDown. If, you know, 
the big match is going to be Oscar Charlotte. That's going to be the match. And what you do is you pencil that in for Mania 34 or even later, and you let Asuka bring some legitimacy to the SmackDown women's division, which, while it is certainly deep, there is not that top-shelf talent there. The problem with that is, as we saw in NXT, Asuka is excellent, but she needs competition. And so while SmackDown does have Mickey James and Becky Lynch right now, who I feel like really could go toe-to-toe with Asuka, I'm not sure that any of the other women are as capable. Maybe Alexa, she has certainly gotten better. And maybe Nikki, but I'm not so sure how much more major singles matches she's going to be in at all. And, you know, let's face it, Mickey James and Becky Lynch are two people who could very well end up on Raw if they start shaking things up in that division. Well, and I do think, you know, I want to see this treated... I want wrestling, um, WWE, to be treated like any other sport, air quotes. Nope. In that, in that the draft is NXT talent. You know what I mean? In... In baseball, you do not, unless it's the Rule 5 draft, you do not get to draft people from other teams. The Boston Red Sox are never going to say, oh, we're going to take the Yankees starting center fielder, which granted, I suppose, would be Jacoby Ellsbury. Um, It's not going to happen. So I I just don't think that's realistic for wrestling. Like, I understand your motivation for that. But I want there to be trades. I want to see Shane and... Daniel Bryan sit down with Stephanie and Hunter or Stephanie and whomever the new general manager is because Mick Foley has been fired. That was other big news of the week. Um, is that is that big news? No, but it's news, I suppose. Mm. But I want them to sit down and say it because what I would do is I would move Sasha to SmackDown. Because now, if you bring Asuka to SmackDown, now she's got Becky Lynch, maybe Natalia, and then maybe Sasha Banks. That's enough. I forgot Natalia was on that show. Yeah. Which is bad, because she was on television this week. She did commentary. Which, Mm. you know, is always the best place for her to be, is on commentary. Yeah. Um, Um... but no, I so so if I was doing it, I would want to see trades and I would want to see a okay. draft and I would want it to happen now because SmackDown is desperate for new talent and Raw. You want it to happen now, well, like after, two weeks before WrestleMania. No, I, but I would I would want it to be I would want the Raw this after year, WrestleMania. I would want to know when the draft was and I would want to know that this is trade season from April to June is they can make trades. And I want to see Shane McMahon in the raw crowd scouting talent. I want to see them go down to NXT and be watching them. And, you know, I want to see... I want to see The Miz show up on Raw, hit it off beautifully with Stephanie, her saying, yes, of course, I'm going to bring you over. I want him to go back to SmackDown. I want him to gloat it in the face of Daniel Bryan. I want Daniel Bryan to say, well, there's no way I'm going to trade you now. You're stuck here. And then I want The Miz for several months to act as Daniel Bryan's servant <laughs> in every aspect until Daniel Bryan agrees to send him to trade him to Raw. Uh, what did you think of the never before seen episodes of Total Bellas? I loved it. It was brilliant. And you know The Miz is not a great actor. However, when he did his little John Cena mannerisms, like when he was jogging in and he had that look on his face and the way, like it was exaggerated because he was trying to be comical, but it, it, he really did to me channel John Cena in his, in, in his, in his movements there. The, both of them were acting badly, which made it great. This that Maurice right. did as Nikki every five and a half seconds was hilarious. My question to you. I also think Maurice is a better looking Nikki Bella than Nikki Bella. 
Okay. Just going to put that one you out there. You go ahead. You put that out there. Um, it was a good look. I didn't understand why you would do that and then have Tyler Breeze dress as Nikki Bella. It seemed like That was overkill. good, too. And people are like, oh, my God, they buried Tyler Breeze. That's the best thing Tyler Breeze has done in The thing months. that I didn't understand was why Tyler Breeze would do that. Like, at, at no point can I remember him and The Miz being buddies to where he would do that but this for is him. this is what i want but it was funny this is what i want and this is total fantasy booking i want breezango to become the lackeys j and j security slash henchman for the miss i want a little stable to form and it's miz and breezango and maurice as this little beautiful pe- see that. beautiful people group and it would be amazing I like it. So, um, but yes, trades, draft, The Miz as Daniel Bryan's servant is an excellent idea. Well done, sir. Uh, thank you, Pav, as always, for your excellent emails. Um, have you seen Southpaw Regional Wrestling yet? I saw the first episode. Moving, on, like to, moving on to Forrest's email here, or Bosk, as he goes by. Sorry if I just ruined something um you know what is srw i have still not seen a single thing it's on my list but i still haven't seen nxt from this week so that's on my agenda first um and then are we doing a lucha underground podcast that was bosk's second question i don't know how much i'm guessing not how much i would like to hear a manson family podcast talking about Lucha Underground, since you two are the experts. I still have not watched it on Netflix. But you've seen it before. I have. Uh, Have you fallen out of it to watch Iron Fist instead? I know you were watching Iron Fist. Yeah, I I did fall off of the Lucha wagon and onto the Iron Fist wagon. But Iron Fist, while I enjoyed it immensely, uh, I'm starting to fall off of it now. I'm not... I'm not feely feeling like watching another episode tonight. I finished it yesterday. And I feel like if, few... I feel like if I I feel like if I skip a night, I'll probably just end up not going back to it at all. Like was what happened with Daredevil season two. Yeah. I watched the first eight pretty over the weekend and That's where I stopped. I've just finished episode eight. And I have, like, no desire to it keep It took watching. me a couple of days, and the last ones, like, I watched a couple, and it was interesting. And then I was just like, I just need to finish it now. I'm on episode 11. There's only 13. I might as well finish it to see what happens. It's a, The supporting cast is excellent, which makes the fact that the central character is not very good just makes it all the worse. What don't you like about the central character? About Danny Rand? It's just, first of all, I don't think he's an actual martial artist. And I'm sorry, Asian or not Asian, you could probably find an actual martial artist to play this character. Where's the guy who played Darth Maul? You know, I know he's probably a little too old now, but where's Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in Night? I think he played Toad in the X-Men movie, you know. I don't think Christian Bale is a martial artist. No, but... But what? The editing was better then because there's some there's some of the editing in watching Iron Fist or, you know, he's he's doing his, you know, training exercises alongside someone else doing training exercises. And it's like one of them just got to a dojo for the first time. So I hadn't noticed. that. Okay, maybe I'm not watching as critically, but also it's just, you know, it's. I didn't know that Iron Fist was an emo character, and he seems to be emoing out a little bit. He is? He will be. All right. Well, so, whatever. But either way, it's, if you're like, I'm glad you're enjoying it, it, you know. Well, I was, but like I said, it kind of slowed down. It kind of seems like there's not much happening. I got, I got through it in about a week, which is pretty good. And, it, you know, again, the the supporting characters, the, the Meacham family, Colleen Wing... You know, those guys were great. It was just, I, I I felt there was something missing in Iron Fist himself. Maybe it was just the outfit. Maybe I I'm was not... insisting on the yellow bandana and such 
And I'm not too thrilled with the Meachums, to be honest. Really? And maybe it's just because I know a little bit about the comics, but I'm just waiting for the entire relationship to go south, and the fact that it seems like they've dedicated an entire season to showing us it before that happens, it just I think that's contributing to my feeling like this is just a big, long, drawn-out Thing. Like it's too long. Like I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen, but I feel like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I don't know, you know, I know you and I both listen to Kevin Smith podcast from time to time. I know when he and like Mark Bernardin have broken down Marvel Netflix shows in the past. One of the things they've said is if this was eight to ten episodes instead of thirteen episodes, it would be so much better. The fact that they had yeah. to fill thirteen hours of content makes it hard to get through. Whereas if it had been nine and they could cut out a lot of the fluff, I think it would have been a better watch. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, we still have even now we get to our more current emails. These are all emails from today. Uh, Our good buddy Glenn has sent us something. Would you like to take it away there, Casey? Hi guys. What are your favorite WrestleMania moments, and which ones do you wish you'd never witnessed? Killing it with DC and Doc Talk, by the way. Thanks, Glenn. And thank you at GA WrestleNut. Um, I, I'm glad that people are enjoying DC and Doc Talk, available every weekend on the NAI Network. Um, we've talked about our favorite WrestleMania moments. Do you have any least favorite WrestleMania moments? Any that I wish I'd never seen. Um, not that I can think of. Like, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania 9 wasn't good. But no. it got Undertaker coming down in a chariot with a raven on it. That was pretty cool. And in all fairness, when you talk about, like, ridiculously bad, goofy, like, memories of wrestling, like, you know, you want to talk about... I think Jason this week, he tweeted, you know, Orton being held down by an army of sheep while being cursed is why I watch wrestling. Well, big, giant, hairy men with muscly bodysuits pretending to be yetis or something like that's part of the reason why I and watch. I'm pretty sure that match. I don't remember if it's that one or there's another one. He has to resort to essentially ether on a cloth. He's trying to essentially mm. like drug the undertaker. Cause he can't beat him despite being seven foot four and right. you know, this hairy monster with no genitalia to speak of. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I, maybe it would be something like was, was edge's last match was against ADR and like the next night he had to retire. Yeah. So like maybe that, but, that's not really a WrestleMania moment I wish I'd never seen. I And it's not even that match that injured him. So, yeah. but knowing that that's his last match, how bittersweet that was after the fact, like, that's a memory I could do without, I guess. Yeah. Some of the uh, early WrestleManias had some really bad matches just because it was 84, 85, and wrestling, you know, they didn't have the elite level of talent across the board. So, you know, some of those matches, the matches that involved, you know, uh, there was King Kong Bundy and two little people against Hillbilly Jim and two little people, and I'm pretty sure it ends with King Kong Bundy splashing one of the little people. Oh yeah, I, I and so you know that would count for me, I suppose. I mean, that's something that hasn't aged very well, but at the same time, within the context of the day, like that was just them putting on a spectacle. Yeah. But in hindsight, I don't know. Right, you know, the the WrestleMania two battle royal that featured a lot of football players. I I could have done without that. But I liked the gimmick battle royal, where I'm pretty sure like Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene Okerlund did oh, yeah. commentary. That was that was great. a good one. That was stupid, but it was really good. All right, what you got? That's more chicken. Chicken tenders with some honey mustard dipping sauce. How often do you eat chicken on a weekly basis? Um, Eighty percent. Yeah. 
I'm about that. Is it just chicken and dipping sauce? Is there anything to go with it, or is that it? That appears to be it. Hey. And I am grateful I for was going to say, not bad, not bad. Um, apparently, the secret is milk duds. If you buy your wife milk duds, she'll go to the movies. Yeah, she says that. I tried. She and I tweeted back and forth. I tried to get her to, you know, agree to go to the movies with you this weekend, so. Not happening this weekend. All right, well. So, yeah, that would, you know, I don't have many least favorite moments. Um, no, me neither. All right, while you're eating, I'll go ahead and read Bradley's email, at Merlawana. Uh, what's up, guys? I got a c- few questions for y'all. Number one, how do you feel about WWE being interested in Ring of Honor? I think ROH has dropped the ball on weekly TV, so I wouldn't be mad if they were bought by WWE. Well, let's start there. Let's do one... Uh, Let's do one at a time. Uh, The rumor is that WWE and Sinclair Broadcasting, the parent company of Ring of Honor, um, had been engaging in negotiations for a few months that would result in WWE buying them and transferring their weekly television show to the network. Um, I know that NAI Pod just last night was discussing this and the potentials for it. What do you think, Doc Manson, about uh, WWE potentially buying Ring of Honor? They should buy it and shut it down. Buy it, shut it down, and not keep it going? Yeah, probably. Okay. Why? Take the talents, put them in NXT, build your own brand, be done with it. But I don't necessarily disagree, but the problem becomes NXT is already, one might say, full I'm just going to talk while uh, the Manson family chats there. Um, NXT is already pretty full. If you're going to buy Ring of Honor, that's a lot of talent that you probably could get some use out of to then put them all in NXT. You know, apparently, according to New Age Insiders and their inside information, the the belief is that in a year or so, we will see a red brand, a blue brand, and a yellow brand with NXT becoming much more of a legitimate alternative rather than minor leagues. So could Ring of Honor... I guess that's possible. Could you use Ring of Honor, move it to Florida, still you know keep the name Ring of Honor, but move it to Florida and have them become the developmental system? So here's a question for you. Sinclair is a broadcasting network. Yes. Um... If WWE were to buy Ring of Honor, would they also be buying their television spots? On the Sinclair Broadcasting Network? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, the, what I heard listening, I was literally listening to this as I was going to buy dinner an hour ago or an hour and a half ago. Um, they would move Ring of Honor to the network, so I don't know what you would do with the television spots. I mean, you could put NXT on television if that's really what you want to do but by elevating them to a brand. But at the same time, like, I do feel like you need reasons for people to subscribe to the WWE Network. So NXT should probably stay there. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I think it's entirely possible. I would be fine with them keeping Ring of Honor just for the name. Obviously, there would probably be some library piece that they would want or the archive, especially with the crop of talent that is currently in WWE. Um, Of course. I am not going to complain about seeing guys like Dalton Castle or Christopher Daniels or guys of that ilk. Who? On WWE Network. You know who I'm talking about. So, I don't have a problem with it, but, you know, it's one of those we've heard off and on that WWE and Ring of Honor have some sort of relationship or there was going to be some sort of relationship. I've heard it multiple times, so I'm in a I'll believe it when I see it mode. Fair enough. Question two. What do you think about HBK declining a match with AJ Styles for WrestleMania? I was under the impression that Shawn Michaels was very happy being with I was under the same impression. I'm sure WWE would keep it open and would just, you know, I'm sure they say to Sean, Hey, if you ever want to get back in the ring, give us a call. 
but I don't think he has any interest. I mean, do you think he's necessarily in peak wrestling shape? Like, do you think Mr. WrestleMania could give us a Mr. WrestleMania match? Because that's what we want to see, right? We want to see Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels yeah. I, versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. I think he could get into WrestleMania shape, and I think against a guy like AJ Styles, you know, AJ Styles could do probably enough of the work to make it work. But I just don't think the interest is there. Like, he literally yeah. ended his career, his WrestleMania career, with arguably two of the best WrestleMania matches ever. And I am of the opinion... We mentioned it earlier. Yeah. I I am of the opinion that when you have one of the best matches of all time, you might want... And, and you're near the, the... And one of them included the end of your career. You don't go back on that. Sure. So I would, I would say I don't have, hold much credit to that story. Would I like to see Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles in a vacuum in some fantasy world? Of course. Of course. Question three. Did you guys have PlayStation 2s? If so, what were your favorite games on the console? I'm a sucker for the Jack Dexter games. Have a good week at Merlawana. You had several PlayStation 2s. I've, I have been a PlayStation guy since the PlayStation. Uh, I have never owned an Xbox or any of the Xbox systems. Um, so, yeah. And, you know... I would have to try to remember which games were for which, but any of the SmackDown versus Raw games for the PlayStation 2 were great. GQ, our friend, uh, Mr. H, and I spent hours upon hours creating characters. Well, no, we GQ and I would create the characters. Mr. H either was himself or The Rock. He refused to play any other character. Um... But, you know, any of those were great. Uh, I remember playing a Metal Gear Solid game that was good, but that might have been on the original PlayStation. You know, that's that's where I start to lose it, is trying to remember which games were on which system. Did you own a PlayStation 2? Um, sort of, based off of a technicality. I don't know if you remember this. When we were in college, you had a PlayStation 2. Yes. And at some point... You broke it, and I don't remember how. You dropped it. You were bringing it home. It's entirely possible. S- something happened. It broke, and it didn't work anymore. And then when you came back to school, I believe you had a brand new PlayStation Slim. They had just gotten that redesign with the pop top, yep. whatever. And you said, oh, this thing doesn't work. I'm probably going to throw it away. And I said, hey, could I have that? And you fixed it, right? I- and I took it apart. I rewired it because it just – I don't know what you did, but somehow you had completely, like, removed connections I am, on the inside. I am a man of many talents. What can I say? Yeah. So maybe you tried to fix it? Like, you tried to take it apart? I I don't remember. Because I remember, like, there was the, the part of the end of the CD tray that would sit flush. Like, whatever you had done, you had removed that and broken it off. Um, I wasn't able to fix that because it was just a plastic piece that had been snapped off. But it, the the CD tray worked perfectly fine without that end piece. It wasn't a big deal. So once I got it working again, yes, I had a PlayStation 2. And, in fact, that was my first console that I owned since the Sega Genesis. Wow. I did not own any consoles in the intervening time. I didn't have a uh, an N64. I didn't have a PlayStation. I didn't have... Uh, a 32X. Sega Dreamcast or... or... Don't, no Dreamcast, no Saturns, none of that. So, I didn't have a GameCube. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my favorite game on that console was... I don't remember what it was called exactly, but it was this brawling game where you could play as Godzilla or the other monsters oh, from yeah. Godzilla. And, like, you could fight each other, but there was also cities you could destroy, and, like, you could throw each other into the buildings and crap. Uh, that game was not good. The fighting was, you know, not of a level that you would want from a fighting game. But I love Godzilla so much that I pretty much loved it. So, mm-hmm. well, and there was another now game. Now looking it up because there was similar. Godzilla Save the Earth, 
in 2004, which would be that might have been the it. right time. There's Godzilla Unleashed in 2007. I probably got that one also, but it was probably Save the Earth that I'm talking about in college. Um, and then there was another game that was another giant monster brawling game called, I think, King of the Monsters or King of the Monsters 2, maybe. Um, that was a great game also. But yeah. And of course, we always talk about those X-Men games, X-Men Legends and uh, Come back. the Marvel. Whatever. Come back anytime. Those were PS2. We played those together. That's true. I do remember this. I think it was this game because it does have, you know, King Ghidorah and J- Jaguar and, you know, all of the usual. Yeah. We only played it probably a few times, but I played it a lot in my spare time. All right. So thank you to Bradley. Uh, let's see. I'll send it to you for Zane. I don't know if we've heard from Zane. Oh, Zane. Hey, DC and Doc. So I was thinking, if there was an event during Mania Weekend that encompassed all brands, Ross, MacDown, 205 Live, NXT, and UK, what are some interbrand matchups you guys would like to see? And that would be at Zanerzaz, Z-A-N-E-R-Z-A-S-N-J, on the Twitter. <coughs> I've thought of this, you know. Wait, if... wait, wait, before we answer that. Sure. Do you consider the UK a brand at this point? Not yet, but I imagine it will be. By 34, I would guess that it will be. Okay, as you were saying. Um. I have given this some thought because it would be cool to have, maybe not even during WrestleMania weekend, but just at some point, one of the pay-per-views of the year is this dream match. So, you know, we've seen um, WWE has done these Cyber Sunday, Taboo Tuesday sort of things where the fans got to vote on the matches they would want to see. And it was all very contrived. You know, Kane will wrestle Mark Henry in a Falls Count Anywhere match or a street fight or a, you know, and they're all the same match. So you're not really making any crazy decisions. But I thought it would be cool to have something like that where you could say, okay, I want to see Austin Aries fight. Seth Rollins, or I want to see, you know, Wolfgang from the UK tournament fight Bray Wyatt. And okay. so, you know, I, I do think that would be great. And those are two matches that I think uh, most people, myself included, would like to see. So anything that comes to mind right off the top of your head, this is the problem with us not pre-reading the emails is we don't get the chance to actually ponder these things. But Well, at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan has made the SmackDown women's title match Alexa Bliss versus all able-bodied women. Uh, I would prefer to see Asuka versus all able-bodied women on every brand. Have you seen NXT yet? No. Okay. Should I? Uh, I saw a brief moment. I think I saw it on the WWE YouTube channel where, um, you know, right now Sanity is feuding with Roderick Strong and No Way Jose and Ty Dillinger. Uh, a debuting new female talent came out to aid them to take out Nikki Cross. Oh. So uh, I believe her name is Ruby something. So <laughs> the crowd, the fans were shouting. Wah. I keep knocking Ruby over this something. Thing. The fans were shouting, chanting for Ruby. So I'm assuming okay. that's her name. Uh, but I need to watch NXT to see for sure. But um, Fair but enough. I I think that would be great. I would love to see, <clears throat> you know, Bobby Roode take on Roman Reigns, and you know all of the things that we'll probably see at some point in the next few years. But it would be fun. Finn Balor versus whatever his protege's name is, Jordan something or other. What if we could get, um, what if we could get Kurt Angle in there somehow? The Hall of Fame, what if that was its own brand? And then we could have Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe in a first in a first time matchup. That's never never seen before before anywhere in the world. That'd be a good one. Oh, man, because then Shinsuke Nakamura could wrestle Funaki when Funaki gets into the Hall of Fame. Ah, yeah. The answer is indeed. All right, we've got one more email, and it is from DDT Bestie, Jennifer. <laughs> Hypothetically, run through the physics involved in a Goldberg-Lesnar match. 
Uh, well, well, I've never taken I think a you physics should leave this class to the scientist. I've never taken a physics class, so I am going to stop talking. Okay. Well, in terms of the physics involved in a Goldberg Lesnar match, well, uh, Jennifer, the first thing that comes to mind is these are two extremely large bodies going at it. And as far as I'm concerned, the predominant force between them would be that of gravity. So that's pretty much it. Anything else I think would be inconsequential because given the size of those guys, the mass involved, I think gravity is going to trump all else. I agree. That's what I was Thanks going for to writing say. in, Jennifer. That's what I was going to say, but I'm glad you said it first. Um, all right, let's see. We just hit the one hour mark. So, what else happened this week? Um, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon had another face off. Shane dove off the turnbuckle in his most famous spot, diving through the table. Let's talk about the most important thing about the entire sequence of interactions between AJ Styles and Shane McMahon this week. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino arrived at the arena in a town for the car. SmackDown show in a town car, but they also arrived for the show at 9.45. Well, there's a reason they're not being booked. They're late. They're tardy. So. I thought that was odd. That's all. Um, are you interested in this unsanctioned street fight that we're probably going to get between Triple H and Seth Rollins? It's not going to be an actual match. It's going to be an unsanctioned street fight, presumably Which to help. Which means it's a match. Which will presumably help Seth Rollins avoid further injury because he won't. it'll be a brawl. It won't be him doing his usual kicks, flips, and dives. I mean, I feel like they had to give us this match if at all they could. We needed to see Seth Rollins versus Triple H. They've been building that up and drawing it out for so long. We needed we need to see the blow off to this thing. It needs to end. I agree. So, if this is the way that they need to do it so they can end it, so be fine. it. Fine. Yep. But yeah, it's definitely not what we would have liked to have seen, I guess. No. All right. I can't think of anything else major. Oh, Roman Reigns and Taker. Reigns speared Taker. Braun Strowman was involved oh, again, yeah. despite Let's the fact just... that I don't know can what we... his point is. As far as I can tell, this entire Roman Reigns-Undertaker feud is predicated on the young whippersnapper the young punk telling the old man to get off of his lawn <laughs> you're not wrong it's a very strange juxtaposition you're not wrong and i'd like to point out you just wasted a weekly west wing news oh, no. joke that will be on the weekly west wing with Seth wallens <laughs> all right i look forward to it and boy wyatt uh, boy wyatt as well Peace of positivity. Give me your piece of positivity before we head off into that good night. I'm giving it to The Miz and the never-before-seen episode of uh, Total Bellas. Probably the highlight of the week wrestling-wise, at least in terms of comedy. Um, I will give it to the excitement I am seeing on Twitter about, you know, we are not going to Orlando, but a whole bunch of people are. They are very excited. I am excited for them. It is going to be a, you know, a week that many in the wrestling world will never forget because of the camaraderie and the excitement and the travel and all of that. Um, I wish, since we may not speak to them until they are actually down in Orlando, I wish all of them safe travels. I wish all of them a wonderful trip and I, for one, am glad I'm not going. Yeah, and let us officially announce right here that while DC and Doc are not going to Orlando for WrestleMania, we will be in attendance at Brooklyn for SummerSlam. If we, you mean the Manson family, sure. No, DC and Doc. We're going to Brooklyn for SummerSlam? Yeah, and TakeOver. And TakeOver. 
Yeah. You think I'm going to get Mrs. Matthews to travel to New York City overnight? No. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. She, we'll she, see. She's going to hang out with Mrs. Manson, who won't possibly leave Oscar. Yes. So why couldn't Oscar go to New York? Take Oscar to the big city. Take a little dog to the big city. I don't think he'd like it very much. In well, all fairness. We will see. We will see. We will see. I would love to go and just meet people. I don't want to go to the shows. I don't want to go to the shows. But I would love to go I do want to and see meet NXT. some of the neighborhood. I'm less excited about SummerSlam, but I would like to see an NXT show. Well, we will see. I will say it's on the table, and I will leave it at that. That's a no. It's on the table. Uh-huh. It's on the end of the table. It's dangling off towards the precipice yeah. of no, but it's there. Uh-huh. It's there. Yeah. All right there, uh, wrestling fans. It is an exciting time. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling edition of DDT Wrestling. We will be you with you. You might say it's the biggest thrill ride of the year. It's an ultimate <laughs> thrill ride. Uh, we will be with you in just a few days talking about anything else. This microphone keeps falling off. <laughs> Just knock it over already. Just throw it out the window. Bye. Thank you. He's Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood.